Rusty Quill presents. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wake of Corrosion. Episode 5. The Road Ahead. My name is Professor Ryan, located Bunker A-12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. I'm broadcasting this in the hope that others will hear the story and come forward with more information. I know that there are some among you who find this content disturbing. Therefore, I advise listener discretion going forward. Let us begin. I apologize for the abrupt ending to the last broadcast, survivors. As I'm sure you know, power is a precious and scarce resource in the world we find ourselves in now, and understandably, power was rerouted to the other parts of the bunker to keep us safe. It is my hope that soon we will no longer need to sacrifice this broadcast to keep ourselves up and running. I shall reveal more soon, but for now, let us continue. We rejoin the brothers in Entry 17 as they come to terms with the reality that now faces them. Oh, fuck. Elliot, this is my car. What? This is my goddamn car! What? What do you mean? The license plate? Yeah? It's my car. Oh, Oh, fuck, I need to... Roman... Roman, the view. Not now, Elliot. I don't give a fuck about the view. I need to know if this is my car or not. It is. It is your car. Come here. Come here and look. (sighs) Oh, shit. Roman. What's happened? I don't know, man. I honestly... What the fuck is going on? I need to sit down. What are you doing? The binoculars. Give me the binoculars. I've, I've got to see what's going on. Mate, you're going to have to come and take a look at this. I don't want to. I don't want to. I've had enough, Roman. Of everything. I've had enough. This sick nightmare can stop now. Brother, I'm sorry. This is as real as you and me. I want you to take a look for yourself. Here, take them. No. 
Just tell me if you must, but I don't want to look. Not yet. Alright, okay. So from what I can see... Oh, God, where do I even start? Right, okay. So from what I can tell, there are a few buildings missing. Well, not missing, but it's like they've collapsed. I remember there being more taller buildings than there are now. So I think it's some sort... You know, some of those that have collapsed, but there's there's more. There's more buildings, man. I mean, I mean, ones that are fine, from what I can tell, anyway. It's kind of weird. Others look as damaged, or with windows blown out, etc. I'd say a bomb or something had gone off, but I, I can see right here. There's a building which looks completely wrecked, next to the one that looks absolutely fine. The windows are intact. There's not a mark on it. What the fuck's going on, man? Wait, wait. Okay, that's weird. Well, are you going to tell me? Yeah, uh, well... So I can... I can see this building, right? It looks as though there are plants and stuff growing all over it, and all the windows are smashed or, or gone. But then I'm looking at the building next to it, and, like... Part of the building is crumbling with plants growing out of it. And the other parts, well, it's fine. Like... Completely normal, fine. Mate, I don't know what the hell is going on down there. And I don't know about you, but we need to find a way out of here, like, right now. But how? Mate, go go get the locator thingy. The PLB? Oh, of course. I forgot we had that. Okay, two seconds. Wait, what's this? Oh, man, what now? Come here. Look at the ground around here, where the tarmac meets the gravel around your car. Can you see it? It's all ground up and worn away. Yeah, so? Wasn't it like that when we arrived? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all like this. I remember really clearly looking around here when we first stopped off. I was sorting out the straps in my backpack and I thought about how weird it was to see the tarmac end so abruptly and then turn into gravel. Roman... It's like it's been ground down to grit. Mate, that's... Yeah, man, I just... <laughs> right. Here's the PRB anyway. Let's not dwell on all that bollocks. Alright, it's activated. What did you say about it before? What, like response times and that? I think it said it communicates with all the nearby emergency services and then they, like, decide who comes to get us or whatever they all need to do. I'm assuming with us being on a road, though, they'll just send a vehicle up... I think. Would you hope so? How long do you reckon? I think the max time was 60 minutes, but that's if there's going to be any complications, so it shouldn't be too long, I don't think. Alright, alright. I suppose we'd better sit tight and wait, right? This car... is a rust heap of metal, I know, man. And we're staring at a half-ruined city... And I feel like our entire fucking world has just come crashing down. So guess what? Well, we're going to do what we haven't done for days. Just sit down and wait. Wait until someone arrives that can either tell us what the hell is going on or get us back home. Or both. That'd be nice. But I'm telling you now, if back home is anything like this, then we need to get back as soon as possible. Oh man, damn it. Claire, the kids. God, Fuck. I hope they're okay. Fuck! 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 Roman. Here. I have this. 
and turn that recording off as well. Given Roman's description of the landscape they viewed, it is not possible to infer a location. However, it does add to our collection of evidence that's helping to build an idea of their whereabouts. Alongside this, it would appear as though they are viewing a city further in the future than when we first entered the bunker. Giving the time of their arrival in the woodland and the knowledge they spent a week there, I would estimate that the event began on the first day the brothers left on their camping trip rather than the end. Entry 18 is an extract from Elliot's journal sometime after they activated their personal locator beacon in the hopes of rescue. I'm not even sure what time we um, activated the beacon. Didn't even think to check, did I? It's still light, so it can't be too late on. I'm sure it's been a while. Roman and I, after not speaking for what felt like a long while, discussed a little bit more about what our next steps were and the possible causes of... this... We decided at first we'd try and contact his family as soon as someone came. But, well, eventually our conversation drifted to the idea that there could... There could be no response. There were a lot of ifs in that conversation. So, if nobody responds, we get walking again. Head toward the nearest town, then that city, and so on until we find answers or help. It wasn't much to go off, but... Well, I think it made us both feel better knowing we had some sort of plan. Then, of course, we had the inevitable conversation of cause. It didn't take long before we both agreed that given what we saw, we could be viewing the after-effects of of a nuclear attack. We justified this by saying that neither of us had ever actually seen the aftermath and therefore couldn't really know what it looks like. It was a pathetic justification. I doubt Roman believes it any more than I do, and I didn't want to mention that if that was the case, we could have absorbed enough radiation to be walking corpses right now. Yeah, I'll keep that one to myself. At one point, we brought up all the other crazy stuff that's happened this week, and it dawned on me, dawned on us, that the red hue which everything took on a few nights ago could have... Well, it could have been the night of the nuclear explosion, if there was one. I've heard some crazy stuff before about how massive an effect that can have, depending on their size, that might also explain the messed up stag. It could have hurt itself in panic, or... (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, we were pulling at straws with that one. It still doesn't explain the meteor. Or the bird. Roman has been real quiet since then. I think he's more worried about his family than us right now, and that's understandable. I finally plucked up the courage to go and have a look at the city just before writing this. Part of me wishes I hadn't. It was like I was watching the introduction to a post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie. The camera panning across the landscape of a desolate, ruined city. Our protagonist on the inside, fighting to live in a ruined world. For a moment... I lost myself in the fantasy of it all. It's not fiction though, is it? I can't look away and go back to the comfort of my life. It's real. Unavoidably 
real. Just like the undeniable reality that this car that I'm leaning up against is the same car we travelled here in. Everything about it, the shape, the badge, the freaking licence plate, it's the same. Worst of all, the wheels have almost become one with the road beneath. I can't even justify it by saying that it's some sort of elaborate joke. There's no way. I'm going to stop thinking about it now. It's not doing me any good to dwell on what I can't change or know more about. I just have this horrible feeling in me. Like when you know something bad is coming, any attempt to stop it would be futile. We can't stay here. We're going to have to move. It must have been hours. Nobody is coming. Survivors, I am aware that going forward the brothers will be encountering aspects that are not too dissimilar to your own lives and the things you have faced. And I'm sorry for that. However, this is the precise reason I'm sharing with you so much of their journey. It is of the utmost importance that we find out more. The story of the brothers has the potential to lead us on a road to recovery, but without more information we may never get the opportunity. From this point forth, especially if you recognise part of their story, get in touch. Let us continue. Entry 19 is another journal entry from Elliot on their first evening after leaving the forest. It is obvious from Elliot's handwriting that he has been affected by the recent events. I haven't woken up yet. Why haven't I woken up yet? Roman is flitting, flitting between speculating about what's happening right now and panicking about his family back home. I think I'm glad I don't have anyone else to worry about. I know it sounds selfish. I'm worried about Roman's family, of course I am. I don't know. It's not the same. What am I supposed to do? Like, right now, what am I supposed to do? Roman, between his bouts of panic, keeps telling me there's nothing I can do other than accept the situation and plough on. Not that it's what he's doing. And anyway, what is there to accept? How can I accept something which makes no fucking sense? We had some food whilst we were waiting for the PLB response. Then... The inevitable decision came, and so we walked for hours down these winding country lanes. All I kept seeing were random sections of earth where everything had either crumbled into dust or overgrown and drowning in plant matter. And it wasn't just me seeing them either. Roman saw them too. At one point, we had to drag a huge mound of nettles and blackberry vines out from the road just so we could get past. My hands are still stinging from the thorns. The worst part, though, is that it's the same country road we used to get up here in the first place. How is that even possible? I can understand ruined buildings, but overgrown plants, like, so quickly, that doesn't make any sense. And I I hate, I, I hate that in my head I can make it make sense. Because it means something awful and absolutely maddening. 
And you know, I don't even want to write it down. Writing it down does two things. It makes it real and it makes me sound insane. So when we no doubt find someone, or as I'm coming to realise, someone finds us, they'll read this and realise that I went mad before anything else. We're going to camp here for the night. We've, um, we've set up a tent on the edge of a wheat field just off the road. This isn't what we should be doing. This isn't right. None of this is right. I'm seeing this journal less and less like something to organise my thoughts and a, a positive memento to look back on now. It's more like a record. Whether that's a record of my descent into madness or a record for whoever finds this of what happens after your world falls apart without any explanation. Either way, I cannot deny that's what this is now. If you're reading this, I hope I'm somewhere nearby, laughing with Roman about the ridiculousness of it all. I don't think sleep is going to come easy tonight. Roman and I both heard something screeching in the distance while we are setting up our tent. I'd like to think it was an animal, but the look on Roman's face stopped that thought in its tracks. This is the end of our first day truly alone. Our first day experiencing what happens after... this. We must move on now to entry 20. A voice recording on the night they camped next to the wheat field, as detailed by Elliot. seriously don't know. Should we stay here, or...? I think it's for the best I can... Well, that's that question answered. I think it's best we stay here. If it's further away, hopefully it won't come back. I hate that we're using the term it. I'm just glad it's summer, mate. It won't be dark for much longer. And the sooner it gets light, the sooner we can get moving. There's that. It again. Entry 21 is another voice recording from the following morning. So, any ideas? Like I said, bro, I'm by no means a tracker, but I've never seen animal tracks like this. And it's not like we have a great range of wildlife here. Could you describe it, perhaps? Mate... You can see it for yourself. Not for me, Roman. For anyone who listens to this. You what? 
Look, I realised last night there are essentially two ways that this goes down. Elliot, are you alright? Either we find some help and get back to safety, then we can share this with other people, and they can either help or agree with us that this is terrifying and surreal. Or... Or somebody finds it, and they get to listen to whatever the fuck is going on in our lives right now, and right up until the point... (coughs) You don't need to be so morbid, Elliot. For once, Roman, I'm confident that I'm just being realistic. So these prints... Damn it, Elliot! They're about the size of my hand, which I'll be honest, in itself, is terrifying. Then from what I can tell, it seems like the main palm, I suppose, of the creature only presses into the ground so much. It's like it's left the shape of a seven, which is obviously inverted on the other side. From here, there are three what appears to be appendages that are quite thin in the centre and bulbous at the end. I reckon it puts a lot of pressure on these front paws, feet, Mm. as the middle parts barely show any indentation. Then, what seems odd, but it's on all the tracks on these two indentations in the soil on either side, it's like the creature or whatever it was has something thin on either side of its paws that stab into the ground as it walks. Ah, and, and right, yeah. So, from what I can tell, these don't go in much further than the rest of the print, but they do appear to end in a point, so possibly a claw or something. I'm going to be honest, it's really hard to figure out anything from this. Like I said, I'm not an expert. There is one final note I would like to share with you in this broadcast. I believe Elliot wrote this whilst Roman was describing the tracks they'd found. This was written in large letters on a single page with no other notes. There were so many stars. So many, many stars. There is little reason for us ever to venture out of this bunker. However, on occasion, the engineers in their protective suits check the exterior for damage and during the long winter nights, some of them have reported seeing the night sky flooded with stars, far more than what they're used to seeing. I know I've not shared this with you yet, but I am, well, was, an astronomer by career. However, I'm yet to convince them to allow me out at night in one of their suits to view the sky as I'm told it's far too perilous. I did offer them the explanation that due to the complete lack of man-made light sources out there, they would no doubt see more than they're used to. However, this is something I'm going to keep in mind as we go forward, and should the opportunity arise for me to venture outside, then I hope I am able to shed some light on this, as the time and manner of Elliot's last entry strikes me as unusual, and my curiosity won't allow me to leave it be. Survivors, I'm going to end the broadcast here for today. Whilst we still have plenty of power, I'm aware that it's going dark. You may wish to keep quiet for the night. Here at Bunker A12, we hope you're somewhere safe and warm. And as always, don't wander in the dark. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed our show, be sure to give us a rating and review to let others know. If you would like to hear news and updates, then please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake of Corrosion. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed and produced by Sean Pellington, with voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Lee Pellington as Roman, Sean Pellington as Elliot, with title and credits read by Adele Cliff. Our introduction theme, Shadowlands 5, Antichamber, and outro theme, Phantasm, were created by Kevin MacLeod, sourced from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. Both pieces have been reduced from their originals with fade-out, added voiceover, and radiostatic effects. Morse Code SFX, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips of morsecode.world, All other sound effects are self-recorded or sourced from soundsnap.com. For our full list of credits, please visit our website in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening.